So welcome to another episode of Cool Story Bro. And today I'm with Agilan, delegator Tani, who is a accomplished MMA fighter that's fighting for one championship currently. Um, so just a little bit of background about yourself, uh, in case people don't know who you are. Okay, uh, my name is Agilan Tani. I was born in Penang but raised my whole life in Sentul. Uh, I started martial arts at the age of 16 and since then I'm here now, 23. So like, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of media has covered how you have begun training yes. in martial arts, right? Yeah. So, but basically, um, maybe I'll let you tell the story. Okay, no a short form of it. So, yeah, go ahead. Like, how do you actually get into like the whole martial arts thing in this place? Well, I uh, was doing karate when I was 13 years old. And then, uh, uh, as a source of self-defense lah. Yeah. Because I was getting bullied a little bit here and there in school. And then uh, I watch uh, Donnie Yen's movie called SPL. Ah, oh, right, right, the cop one. And, yeah, the cop one. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I saw he was doing a lot of jujitsu in it. And I got interested. I researched about jujitsu. Then I started training jujitsu at the age of 16. Lah. Then from there, at 17, I came to Monarchy. Before that, I was training in another place, somewhere in Kalanajaya. Then I started training in Monarchy from 17 years old until now. So, um, when exactly have you um, gone, decided to like, you want to do this for a living? Like getting to the fight game exactly. Like uh, when do you actually start doing that? I think after my second pro fight. Second pro fight? Uh, in one championship. So that's my third pro fight in one championship. Yeah, from there onwards, I was, I said, I, I got to put 100% effort into this just so I can make a living out of it, you know? But did, like, is it sustainable in terms like, of fighting well, this career? Uh, I keep a very simple life and yeah. I don't spend much money. Mm. And then that way I can last longer without fights and yeah. I teach here and there. So it's pretty alright, doing yeah. fine. I mean, I guess for, I think there's a lot of things that people don't know about like what exactly MMA fighters do on a daily life, right? Yeah. Yes. Most people think that you guys just train every day. But of course, behind that, there's a lot of things going on. Like you teach Kinda. classes and you do privates. Yeah. So, um, in terms of like your career at the moment. Yeah. So when you finish with Luna, yeah. So how was it like the transition to being pro? How how did it go about from you from like being an amateur fighter and uh, then getting a contract with one championship? Well, it was funny because uh, after Mima, I thought that's it. I, I probably will never get like to fight again. Yeah. I, th I thought I'll just fight in local shows or something like that as a pro. But and then one called me on like Chinese uh, like nine days before Chinese New Year, mm. and they were like, "Okay, you we have a fight. We'll put you in." But it's nine days notice. It's on the same date of Chinese New Year. They did the show in KL. No, after the day of Chinese New Year. So I was like, okay. I just, I was 96 kilos. I cut to 81 kilos. I made a catch weight. And then from there, I start to fight. And I realized like, oh, it's actually, this is what I was meant to do. So I fought again. Then after my second fight, I just quit my full-time job in Monarchy and went to pursue mm, fighting. Right. Oh, so you used to work here full-time as well? Yeah, full-time. Right, right, right. So, um, what do you want to ask? Right, like your recent fight. Yeah. Right, so you lost the fight. I have two recent losses, which is like back-to-back. Yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's okay about that. I mean, like generally, it's easy to talk about your wins, obviously, uh, right? I feel it's better like to talk about my losses because I can explain things, yeah. but when I win, it's hard because you, you win, you win, a, you win, yeah, you win, you win, that's yeah, it. Yeah, but it's very hard for you to talk about that losses anyway, mm. in general, I guess. I, I feel okay because I think it, it it makes you admit that you made mistakes, you know. 
So okay, let's then let's go into the recent fight then. So okay. what happened in the recent fight? So uh, what happened was the story goes way back in March. I after my second win, I lost to Ben Askren and then I won twice. And then after that, I was uh, injured. Yeah, I injured my back. I don't know what happened. I think it's because of cutting too much weight or it's because of lifting weights too heavy or like throwing people in the wrong direction and stuff like that. And then I injured my back badly actually. Like I was starting to limp. I couldn't walk a couple of days, you know. And then um, I was six weeks at home. And then the doctor said, okay, maybe you should try training again. I trained again, made it worse. The injury became worse and worse and worse. Eventually the disc injury that I had, the disc dried out and uh, most of the people said not to do fighting for a while, rest, uh, but I didn't listen lah, being stubborn as I always say. Eh? I just took all the fights. I took the fight with Kadastan because uh, it was a main event and I was part of a Grand Prix, like yeah. a tournament. And uh, I was surprised with the injury, I did very well and I didn't train much at all. And then uh, he was the better man, obviously. He got me in the third round, <laughs> got dropped. And then um, with the recent fight with Kyamran Abbasov mm. uh, from Kyrgyzstan, well, that fight basically I prepared so hard with the injury and then when I went to the fight, I was just like not there, like confidently, I was yeah. not confident in myself, like I just froze and the guy caught me really good and it was good. So not always preparation is the key, but sometimes the mind is the biggest yeah. key, you know. Yeah, but I think a lot of people don't know that when it comes to fighting. Like, I am not a fighter myself, <laughs> but the mental game is just as important as your skills, your training, your you know, the process of your training camp. Yeah. Because, I mean, even when I did Jiu-Jitsu like, competitively, when you step on the mat, the anxiety drains you. Like, it's true. It yes. drains you like mad. Like, you feel tired even before doing anything. Yeah, your legs will feel like yeah. they can't move anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in terms of like mental, like mentally being in a cage, it must be like intense, right? Mm, I kind of like, I enjoy it because I've done it quite mm. many times now. But uh, the most important part is like, you have to be mentally and physically there. That's the main part. Sometimes when you're not there, right, you start to panic. And when you go inside the cage, it's not something that you want to carry and yeah. go inside, you know. You want to like make sure you feel good and go inside good. Yeah. So there's one thing I'm really curious about. So every, like every fighters, they have like their corners, right? Yeah. So when you're fighting in a cage, do you guys actually listen to your tournament? I listen a lot when I fight. Uh, I don't fight out like crazy. Uh, but I listen as much as I can. Uh, since day one, I listen a lot to my coaches. And uh, other than that, I try to ignore the crowd as much as I can because crowd, the crowd can get loud, especially these days when I fight. Um, so, like weight cut, right? Yeah. So, UFC's weight cut, one Chinese way cut. Different. Very different. Very different. Like, do you guys still use IV? No. No. I don't use IV. Mm. Personally, I've never used IV. Maybe I used it once when I was an amateur. But uh, the system is different now. Like one championship gives you allowance mm. and you have to stay hydrated in the allowance weight. So let's say I have to weigh 77 to 83 kilos. Mm. That's my weight class. Okay. So I have to stay hydrated all the time on that weight class. As, like they will they will do a pee test to yep. see if you're hydrated and then only they check your weight so you have to pee first yep. stay hydrated and then you have to be on that weight literally people will walk into the bathroom with you who make you open your pants take your <laughs> penis out pee and they will watch this whole process just so you don't cheat yeah 
you pee put it back close it give the cup to them they'll take it to the room they'll check and then you have to follow them and wait on the spot so you have to do this two two days in a row on wednesday thursday then friday you fight oh okay yes so do you think this is a it's a very safe way of fighting and but now recently they have uh steroid tests yep. so it's much more safer for most of the athletes yep. and before they didn't have yep but now they have it already so it's good lah we are constantly evolving yeah, so yeah. we are getting better and bigger i mean the show is getting they're getting a lot more like, yeah. as well like they traded uh Ben Askren for, for Demetrius Johnson, Johnson. And Eddie Alvarez right uh Eddie Alvarez i think the contract over so he signed with one but the the trade was oh, Demetrius right. so, and Ben yeah so have you seen UFC last weekend yes what do you think of Ben's fight i don't know i think it was fast I mean do you think like that was a actual submission or it is actual submission the submission is called bulldog yeah, choke but do you think he actually passed out or I don't think so I think he was like he just dropped his hand down or maybe I'm not sure I'm not the right person to say this kind of things <laughs> I mean okay so I would it's safe to say Ben Askren your fight with Ben Askren was probably yeah. like the biggest fight of your career um yeah can you say so what made you decide that okay i'm going to gun for this i'm going to gun for the title i'm going to go into obviously if you want to do the sports you must aim to be a world champion you know yeah. you cannot just uh, i want to fight this guy that guy mm-hmm. and when i first started uh, to pursue mma right my goal was to fight the toughest guys possible that's it i wanted to fight tough guys it doesn't matter i want to win or lose but i want to fight tough guys i just don't want to fight the normal guys but throughout my career i was having a, he- a couple of easy fights and then suddenly a hard fight you know and then when a real hard fight come you know i'm not prepared for it so now i'm learning from my mistakes so i always prepare for a hard fight from now on but did you learn a lot from that fight ben askren mm yeah i say you can learn a lot especially someone like ben you must understand i trained so hard for the fight like i never trained as hard as that in my life before yeah. like until i trained hard and like my body came into a zone where that's it i i will i will start like painting after throwing two punches yeah that's how hard like overtrained until yeah. your lungs just burned out you don't have like explosiveness slow pace you cannot pace yourself anymore yeah. you just have one pace and if you're not in that pace that's it yeah you you're burned out but i mean when you wrestled ben askren how was that like well i escaped once yeah. and then he put me back down but i panicked a lot in that fight you know it's like oh shit i'm fighting ben askren I mean, he's an Olympic. Wrestler. Yeah, yeah, but, well, but he's good. He's strong. He's wrestling is really good. Yeah, really and uh, he was nice to me as well, so it was good. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm really curious. Like, even for me, when I watched that fight, I was like, you know, there must be kind of. In- I don't know what sort of pressure you're going through at that. A time. lot of hype, though. Like a lot of camera. That was the first yeah, time. Like yeah. I got so many cameras, so many medias. But did that affect like the like the performance of your? Fight no lah. I was mentally bothered a lot throughout the camp. Like. my side also things like was not so well you know my head i have the problem always starts with my head usually like i think things need to be perfect but and then things are not perfect i just become traumatized by it, you know yeah. like, oh shit i'm going to lose because i'm not doing this or oh, i'm going to lose because i'm not doing that right you know but there's also the aspect of doing mma again right? you can say la but sometimes you got to take it back chill do it as it goes you know if it's okay to do wrong yeah. i'm not like that sometimes like, oh i need to do 100% right especially coming from like 7 and old fighting ben askren the pressure yeah, would be man. very high on myself as well 
So now you're nine and three. three right? Yeah. So when is your next fight? I'm not sure. I did a surgery on December. Yeah. On my back for the injury after the fight. And it's been eight weeks. <laughs> I've been hitting bags and lifting weights so far and just started cardio sessions. Mm. Like I can cycle, I can do a light jog. Probably end of March, I can go back to doing drills. And then end of April, I'll start sparring. So it's quite a bad Long injury, It's right? like 16 weeks altogether, they say. So it's so far, it's only been eight. So it's another like eight weeks. Another eight more weeks, yeah. I mean, we'll I mean, love to see you back in the cage for sure. I, I want to go back to the cage for sure. I'm a bit itching. So, um, like, when you're preparing for your fights, right? Mm. So, how generally, how long is your training camp? Depends on uh, when the one one championship gives me the notice. Usually, they give me six weeks or they give me 12 weeks. 12 weeks is long. Yeah. And I think the longest I've had was eight weeks. Mm. I've never got a 12 week before, but some people got 12 weeks mm. before. I got 12. The shortest I've got was nine days. Mm, okay. Nine days is crazy, man. Eight, eight is too long. So like, basically, six is nice, six and five is nice. You were 91 and you had to cut to. 92, I have to cut to, to 77, but I only made 81 instead. But I still, made a catch to it. Yeah, yeah it's still quite. It's, it's very yeah, unhealthy to do yeah. it. So your official fight weight, so you're a middleweight or a welterweight? It's a welterweight, I'm welterweight, but the division is 77 to 83.9. So oh, I can make 83.9. Right, right. Well, so it's actually quite good then. Yeah, that's why I say it's yeah, very healthy, healthy for all yeah. the fighters. Like, I, then I agree with because when I watch the UFC, right? Yeah. Every cut you see somebody pull up because of missing weight. Yeah, it's like, true. Being unhealthy. Yeah. Or some, some sort of expect. And I do believe in that whole having a gap. Yeah, it's true. Like the middle gap, you know, like 77 to 82. Like that's a good gap to have. It's true. So then you get more fighters and people are actually fighting healthy. Healthy, yeah. Yeah, because I think... Like even in one championship back then, I think a couple of years back, somebody died from a cutting, right? Mm. Some China dude, like, I can't remember. Yeah, 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 one guy. Yeah, so like, it's this kind of shit that is not. Yeah, they changed the whole thing yeah, because, because, because of one him, situation. Right? Yeah. yeah, they take good priority of us, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, which is what I don't see UFC is doing. Because. <laughs> don't care, I think. Yeah, they're making money. I mean, they're all about making money. I mean, you said us, right? But. The weight cut thing doesn't really change or the weight cut system is still like... Now they have like a system where like you have to come in 10 pounds to your weight mm. on the fight week. Mm. If you have more than that, probably they will not let you fight or something like that. Uh, generally, they, they will still... They still fight. because <laughs> you're <laughs> part of the yeah. card. Especially if you're the main event, yeah, they'll exactly, let you man. do it. Like the whole um, the Anderson Silva's cut, the one was supposed to be Rob Whittaker, he's supposed to fight. Yeah. Then he ended up being injured. So like... But Rob Whittaker was not weight cut problem, he was yeah, his intestine, intestine problem, problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's so unfortunate though. Like, he's such a good fighter. Yeah, I like Rob Whittaker I mean, too. Such a good fighter to watch. Um, so, like, in, like, BGA, you've been doing BGA for like, 8 years now? Can say like 8 years. So, for, this, for those who don't know, uh, if you do BJJ, <laughs> to get to the next belt takes a very long time. Unlike Taekwondo and like Karate, where you can get your yellow belt probably in like a month or two. But with Jiu-Jitsu, it's long. That's true. So, maybe just take us through like how, when do you get your blue, when do you get your purple, and how do you get your brown? So, I was blue for about four years, I think. 16, 17, 18, mm. 19, I got blue. Mm. Then, uh, 19, I won Mima. In the mid, before winning Mima, I got my blue belt. Mm. And then, um, I was one and a half year, or just one year of purple belt. 
you know in one year as a blue belt and then i got purple then i stayed purple from 20 21 22 23 last year i got my brown wow. so it's yeah so eight years eight years quite fast though, actually um, I would say. no lah there's people like uh, I don't know if you guys know Shem Shem Shakim Rock he's like part of this gym he trains uh, MMA he was a Mima foreign pride champion Mima foreign pride champion oh, oh they had a foreign yeah but he was the last season foreign pride mm, champion okay. after him there's no more foreign pride champion so he was like the last one mm. and, and his division was a tough one as well leave out so many guys yeah um he got his blue in two years, purple in one year. That's it. Yeah, now he's a purple. Is he did three years of his career already got purple? But yeah, you you have like seven. But you have like, I guess you have certain talents. Yeah, there, like it's true. Black belt in four years. You know, it's like true. These people, there's always gonna be like talented people like that as well. Um, but he's very good on the ground. Uh, like hits me every time. <laughs> I'm curious. Though. I'm really curious because I haven't like competed with people who train uh, professionally. Like, I never roll with anyone that trains professionally. So I'm really? Actually, yeah, man. I mean, I, I roll with Adrian Deola, but at that time I was like, really like, I don't know anything. Uh. So whatever they do also would be like too intense for me anyway. Uh-huh. So it is now like, I kind of understand how, how grappling works. Uh. Not so yeah. much the fighting aspect. The stand-up stuff, I'm not so good at that. So I'm just really curious to see. Like, that's why initially I was very excited for the past yeah. Year, yeah. I but, think... I, I will still not be able to roll with yeah, you, true, yeah, but you, you should come for one of the evening classes yeah. and then the boys will be here. Like, there's a lot of fighters in the gym right now. Mm. Like, we have about, Keanu is here, mm. Mustafa, Mehdi, Shem, Hussein, Berus. And then the Jiu-Jitsu class, 90% of them compete nowadays. Damn. So, you, we have a quite big team for Jiu-Jitsu. Stand up part only in the morning will be a bit intense. The pro practice and then mm. the other classes is pretty controlled. So, so if you come for the evening class, you got guys to roll with for sure. It's nice. So okay, so like for a normal person, so how would you tell them like? Let's see if they'll ask you. Okay, what is jiu-jitsu about, or what is MMA, or what is stuff like? Well, how would you explain to them? I will usually say MMA is something like boxing, but you can take the person to the ground and you can punch them in the ground and you can squeeze their neck yeah. and squeeze their arm off as well. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So how many movies? Yeah. Uh, around five hours, but we can finish. Um. So like, you are now currently probably so you're gonna fight probably in like eight weeks time or ten. So that's probably like eight weeks more to sparring, uh, and then eight weeks from there to a uh, fight lah. Hopefully lah, I'm planning to fight back on June twenty eighth in KL in one championship. I haven't spoke anything to anyone yet. I I'm still suspended. So oh shit. So yeah. Do you have anything in mind now? Like at the moment, like if you're gonna call someone out, what is your next? No lah, I cannot call. I mean, no place to call out anybody. I'm coming off two losses, but I have a like a goal. Mm. At least get back in the winning column, you know. I have to put on a good winning streak first before Steiner. And I have to win my next fight. That's it. The goal is to win the next fight. So now that Ben Askren left the division, right? So who's the guy? The champ is Kadastan. The guy oh. I lost to, yeah. Oh, so, so there was a title fight? No, that was like... So me and him fight. Mm. Whoever wins that, get a oh, title right, fight. Right, right, yeah, right. so he won it. He fought a guy called, uh, against a guy called Tyler Maguire. Mm. And then Tyler Maguire lost to him. He became the champion. Now he's defending it tomorrow uh, on Friday again. He's defending his title with a guy from Kazakhstan. Do you really watch? 
No, he's fighting in Burma. Oh, I know in uh, Myanmar. Myanmar. So, yeah, oh, Myanmar. They have cut in the yeah, Myanmar. Oh, Myanmar. Yeah. But expanding really fast as well. Yeah, they have a champion from Myanmar as well called Angla Angsang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like double champ. So they had the guy who was like a two weight class champ as well. Like, yeah, that's like the guy Angla Angsang. No, no, the Vietnamese dude. Oh, that's yeah, Vietnamese. That's uh Martin Nguyen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Martin Nguyen. Yeah. Like he's doing that. He he's good. I like him. He's done <laughs> for three weight. Three yeah. Classes, right? But he failed the third one. Yeah, but the first one and the second one, he yeah, he's dominant there. Yeah, I think it was he lost to Bentham. No, he lost to uh, like really Bentham. Yeah, he yeah, lost Bentham. to uh, Bibiano Fernandez mm. and uh, Kevin Bellingham. But it's crazy though. I don't know how he does his weight cut, man. But it's I think he's a pretty lean guy. Yeah. Like he's he's a small and lean guy. So for him to go lower is easier than becoming heavier. I think lah. It's my opinion. No, no, man. I, every time I see like. Even I watch like UFC and I see yeah. certain guys like they make they go up weight class or they go down weight class. It's damn scary, man. Like the way they have to cut the weight. I I feel like I can go up easily, but going down is a very hard thing for me. I feel like I'm drained out by the time I go down. Yep, exactly because your size yeah. you, lose, you lose the power, you lose the size as well. Yeah, just a lot of things yeah. you lose. <laughs> I'm like when people when we talk about weight cut, a lot of people don't understand weight cut is a very very tedious process. Like it's not yes. it's not as simple as I'm gonna eat clean. Yeah. And lose weight. So like for you personally, what how would you say how hard you weight cut? You weight cut? Would you say? I think definitely it's the most paranoid thing for me lah. I'm very paranoid when it comes to weight, especially with the new system in one. Yeah. I'm still heavy for that system. Like I fight at eighty three point nine and I walk around sometimes ninety five up to ninety seven sometimes. Can get really heavy. I'm a big big yeah. guy, you know. So by the time I diet and I drop down to that weight. I'm drained out, like dead, and I force myself to like make targets. Like, okay, this week I have to drop five. Next week I drop three. The following I have to drop two. The following I have to drop one. And by the time I reach the weight, and I still have to pee clean and make the weight for two days in a row, so it's quite hard as well. But would you say does it affect your like you? A lot, a lot, a lot. That's why now the coaches say I cannot be walking too heavy. Yeah. I have to walk lighter so I can build more muscle and strength to perform better. Because when you cut weight every time, you lose a lot of muscles and a lot of fats as well. And when you put back on, you won't put back on the muscle. You put on just fats, so you lose a lot of strength after that. Yeah. yeah. So in the whole, you see, like your training, your when you prepare for a fight, that is the the, the mainly when I am uh, preparing for a fight. The past three camps was just focusing on the weight. There was no technique building, nothing. Right, right, right. right. Now I have time to build technique because I'm not focusing on the weight. But other stuffs as well. I have to recover and rehab and stuff like that. Well, I mean, honestly, all of us wish you the very best, and we wish Thank to see you back in the kitchen. But before you go, we're just gonna do like some real quick stuff here. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions. You're just gonna okay. answer. Okay. Okay. Submission. Real naked show. So you've done that like probably three, four, four times. Fights, four right? times. Yeah. yeah. So favorite favorite fighter. Favorite fighter, in one championship or anywhere in general. In general, I like uh, GSP. Jesse. Yeah. Why? I think he's very uh what He's smart in what he does, you know? Like he never does everything. He yeah. does very basic things but very perfect, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the basic jab, basic step, basic kicks. Uh, but it is effective and yep. he does it on everybody, you know? Like the guy can be a wrestler and he still makes a basic double leg work on him. Yep. 
very basic and very efficient with everything. That's true though. I mean, the way he fights is very... He's very basic but very, very efficient. He's very Yeah. In terms of like, his takedowns are as good as a NCAA division Yeah, well. for sure. Yeah, man. Right. So, favorite food? Um, fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> so that's why you'll be kicking in and you're not weight cutting then? Yeah, probably. But now not as much as last time. But yeah. So like, um, what is your... So where do you take your inspiration from your wrestling thing like because i realized that you are a big fan of wrestling, wrestling. yeah, yeah. i think takedowns. i like wrestling a lot because i used to see a lot of wrestling videos when i was like when i was starting to learn mma and uh and gsp as well so i was like oh it's so nice taking people down so ufc wasn't the one that got you into fighting no iman <laughs> was the one who got <laughs> like i mean the guy who acted yeah, yeah, yeah. in iman made a movie the guy yeah Right, unfortunately, we're out of time. No worries, but, it's all good. Uh, thanks so much for having us. Thank so, you for I mean, having me. Anything you want to shout out? Your sponsors or anything else? You can just do like a big mm, shout out. Yeah, shout out to all my sponsors. Thanks for always supporting me. Tags, Sell Atelier, and Monarchy MMA. And uh, thank you to all the fans for always supporting me. Keep, a suppo- uh, keep on supporting me, and I will do my best to perform. Awesome. So, again, this is Agilan Tani. His Instagram handle is Agilantani. Twitter? I have, but I don't active. Agilantani as well. Instagram is active. You can look for him on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, I'm Yim, and I'm your host, this is Cool Story Bro, and. Thank you.